What's up, rich friends? Welcome back to another episode of Net Worth and Chill with me, your host, Vivian Tu, aka your rich BFF and your favorite Wall Street girly. So talking about money is still a bit taboo. And while I'm working hard to change that, there's actually another group of people trying to do the same. Celebrities. In recent years, celebrities have been more candid than ever about either the pay gap in salaries or how they handle their finances. And while some are incredibly sharp, strategic, and witty investors, others are so bad with money that they are blowing through multi-million dollar fortunes overnight. So I thought today we could cover some of the best, worst, coolest, and weirdest things celebrities have done in regards to their money. While I know my way around the finance world, I'm certainly not up to date on Hollywood gossip, so I've invited a pop culture aficionado, host of the Fluently Forward podcast, and celeb expert, everyone please welcome Shannon McNamara. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Shan, it's so good to see you again. I haven't seen you since our little dinner. It's been a minute. But before we jump in, can you explain your content and what you do. Because the first time we hung out, you had to really deep dive this for me because I didn't know what a blind item was or like any of this around surrounding celebrities. So can you just give us an explainer? Yeah, for sure. Blind. What a sexy term, especially if you don't know what it is. It kind of hooks you. So my podcast is all about um, entertainment news, pop culture, celebrity gossip, celebrity speculation. Like I love being speculative about things like that. And um, blind items are one of the things that we talk about because blind items are on the rise recently, made popular by like accounts like Dumois or NT Lawyer with CrazyDaysAndNights.net. And a blind item is basically a piece of celebrity gossip, but you don't say the person's name for legal reasons, but you give like clues. So if you're in the know and you know who like a Canadian former tweener might be, Justin oh Bieber, God. like you can kind of read in and guess what's going on. And it's this cool world of like open secrets in Hollywood that are kind of told through these blind items. And if you know, then you know. Mm. I love that if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, since you are the celeb expert, the first topic I did want to discuss is one of recent mass hysteria. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, uh, those parents that said they did not wash their kids unless they saw visible dirt, (laughs) um, they actually officially announced recently that they would not be leaving their fortune to their kids at all. Like, what is your take on that? Yeah, they're such like, I consider them and like Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell, like the TMI couples. Like they're always talking about being dirty and you're like, where are these quotes coming from, you know? (laughs) But I actually liked that they said that. Mila Kunis, I like both of them. Ashton Kutcher has this company, Thorn. Have you heard of it? It's all about like protecting against child sexual abuse materials Mm -hmm. online. And Mila Kunis is like a famously frugal celebrity. She uses Groupon. Her wedding band was on Etsy for $90. Mm. And she talks about a lot. I think she was born in the Ukraine, growing up with this like immigrant mentality Mm. and how like her parents are frugal, she's frugal, and all of these wacky experiences of her just kind of not fitting into that Hollywood celebrity world because she's smart with her money. Mm -hmm. I mean, she makes fun of herself and says that she's cheap, but I think it just comes down to that. And also, yeah, like their kids are going to be fine. Like their kids are going to be able to get a job. (laughs) They're going to go to a good school, a good college. Mm -hmm. What do you need like a huge trust fund for? And like, I'm sure they're probably going to get something anyway. Yeah. I know that they said they're not giving any of that money, but I have like this strange conspiracy theory and I I want your take on it because I know you love these theories yeah so a lot of rich people have said this and done this in the past however what they end up doing is they take this money and they give it to a charity that they found Mm. and then oh surprise surprise guess who is 
the executor or the CEO or the chairman of said charity. That it's Ashton Jr. Right, it? exactly. You know? yeah. so, and, you know, the charities are nonprofits. They're registered nonprofits, 501c3s. They are able to legally avoid a lot of the taxes that a typical business would have to pay. And then when you are the chairman and you're making all of those executive decisions, you can essentially be like, ah, my salary is going to be this. Isn't that wild? I mean, thankfully, I think people are smarter now. Ever since, like, remember Coney 2012? Oh my God, I bought the bracelet. Don't, yeah. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> like people then really started looking at nonprofits with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. And my family and I run a nonprofit. So like we know all about like the sketchy ways people will do things like that. Or maybe they don't leave money to the kids, but on their birthday every year, they get like a check for like a million dollars or yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. the kids will, like the kids aren't going to suffer. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. The tax code actually has a thing where you can gift up to, I don't know the exact figure off the top of my head, but like you can essentially gift $16,000 per parent every single year per kid. 16 or 60? 16. But here, let me explain why this is important. Um, That doesn't count against the lifetime gifting threshold, which is closer to 12 to 13 million. Oh, God. (laughs) Which is like an astronomical amount of money, if you think, like, right? Like, that's not even just like, oh, I have like a rich lawyer dad. That's like an astronomical. That's like an insane, like, I wouldn't know what to do with that much money, you know? Yeah. So I do think that's really interesting that a lot of these celebs are now like, oh, no, my kids, they're going to be regular people. It's like, not really, because you're still going to be their mom and dad. Yeah, like, they kind of want the brownie points of talk. I think celebrities in general, they're just screwed if you talk about money, because it's like, I don't want to hear anyone with over $10 million talk to me about money. I'm just going to be mad, you know? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done. Okay, and talking about a couple that had $10 million, let's do a little bit of a throwback and let's discuss a couple that is possibly the worst I have ever seen as it pertains to managing money, Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. Shannon, you could have just stopped with the worst, period. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, for those of us who don't know, who are these people? And why are they relevant? Yeah, so they're a couple, and they got together on the hills back in the early 2000s, one of, like, the first, kind of, like, first reality TV shows. And they were just, like, a notoriously toxic couple who have somehow, like, stayed together throughout the years. I started paying attention to them because every time I would go out, drunk girls in the bathroom would say, you look like Heidi Montag before her plastic surgery. Oh, my God, that's so mean. (laughs) Well, is it? Because then I, like, looked into it, and they were like, no, but she looks better. Anyway, so that's my doppelganger. (laughs) So sometimes I pay attention to her life, and it's not going well. Like, her and Spencer, Spencer Pratt is notoriously, like, the most thirsty man in Hollywood, and he's always doing something. And I feel like their money troubles 
kind of correlate with that. So they got rich quick and they just spent so much money. Bodyguards, wine. Um, Wait, can we go back? How mm-hmm. did they get so rich? Because typically, you know, as someone who is currently looking into, you know, working in the TV space, pitching out a concept, like TV's not really a huge moneymaker on a per episode basis, unless you're like really, really famous. Like how are they making all this money? I think a lot of it is just, you probably know the term better than me, but you know how like when you're poor, it's easy to stay poor and when yeah. you're rich, it's easy to stay rich. Yeah. I think it just gave them a certain amount of notoriety. And um, with each episode, right, then you're able to do a modeling contract. Then you're able to put your name on something and make money off of that. So I don't know exactly how much they were making per episode back in the day. But they were able to, like, have a lot of spinoff brands and make money early on. And then they just blew it just as fast. And I remember Spencer Pratt saying a quote where he was saying that he would pay people, like, $200 just to open up a door for him. He would be, like, throwing out money, like, giving $15,000 in cash to friends for their birthday so spending like mad and then he started that crystal business wait what crystal business he's like really into crystals and there's numbers like like Swarovski or are we like like um like an amethyst crystal oh. like like so he's woo woo tarot card crystal type okay, of thing okay and there were numbers saying that he spent I think this was in 2012 maybe um 500,000 to a million dollars on crystals in a year which is like wild but then he started a crystal business so I think he like made some of on the money back on rocks? it rocks yeah, well, they're crystals. <laughs> I, I've never really understood the crystal thing, but I think some people out there do. And they just uh, really squandered all of their money really fast, almost impressively fast. Yeah, so you say imp- impressively fast. I looked into it. At one point, they had a $10 million net worth, to your point of like, you know, $10 million people being unrelatable. But as of 2022, their net worth was estimated to be at 300000 Dollars And that's crazy. You said something I thought was very insightful because it's so true. You know, the rich stay the rich stay rich. They get richer and the poor stay poor and they might get poor. But like this is such an example of the opposite in that this couple had so much money and squandered it. Well, and so many celebrities do. Like, did you hear about I forget the exact number, but Johnny Depp, how much he was spending on wine. I think he was spending like fifty thousand dollars a month on wine at a certain point in time. And I think it's just like this keeping up with the Joneses that celebrities are awful at. Like, I find it so funny how all of these tech billionaires dress down. They're wearing, mm-hmm. like, Uniqlo, like, shirts. And, like, they're trying – Mark Zuckerberg's like, oh, I only have one outfit. I, like, wear it every day. But these celebrities are the ones who are maxing out their credit cards to appear richer than they are, which just ne- – like, the difference between trying to appear rich versus trying to appear like the common person, there's such a Venn diagram of that in Hollywood. And you have, like, the millionaires and billionaires acting one way, and then you have the reality TV stars usually acting in the opposite manner. Why do you think there is this keeping up with the Joneses? I like to call it the keeping up with the Kardashians effect yeah, now. Because, right? frankly, it's <laughs> not the Joneses anymore. Who are the Joneses? I don't even follow them on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is? is? Do you think it's just like these reality TV people trying to like launch themselves into that like true Hollywood entertainment space? Or like what is that? I think maybe it's that. I think maybe it's vanity and maybe it's ego. And you could say that it's just celebrities. But I feel like even like drive around the suburbs in Connecticut and there's a sense of that going on too. So I feel like it's less Hollywood and more so of those like base human instincts of like wanting um, to be cemented, like wanting to have friends, wanting to appear like you're well off, um, trying trying to get ahead of people, I think it's just vanity. Because, mm, I mean, Mila Kunis is out here using Groupon, so it's not right. all celebrities, but it is most of them. That's so interesting. And you mentioned Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. 
What I find to be so interesting is that people would like make fun of him and be like, this guy, he's dressed so ugly. He is, wears the same t-shirt every day. He wears a stupid hoodie and these jeans. But what we don't actually talk about is that that is also now a signifier of wealth. Well, Wearing first of, the same outfit. Well, first and foremost, nobody knows that those t-shirts are Brunello Cuccinelli $400 white t-shirts. <laughs> yes. They look like Hanes that you would get at the, you know, the Target. Yeah. But they're apparently allegedly very soft. I don't own one. Um, Brunello Cuccinelli is a man's brand. But he, ha- like every single part of that outfit is actually hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And people, like, truly the only people who can really clock it are other rich people. Didn't they, there was an article going around that had a term for that, I think based off of, like, the last season of Succession, where, like, if somebody's, like, dressed down and they're wearing sweatpants, but you can tell that the sweatpants are, like, a high thread count, mm-hmm. then, like, you're even richer than the person wearing the suit. It's just, like, exhausting, dude. Like, I'm a Maxinista, so I'm yeah. like, I don't know what's even going on. But, yeah, it's this whole new world. Yeah, and I also think that now with, like, the economy of, like, businesses changing, it used to be, like, the people in the suits, you could clock them and know that they were the one's making a ton of money but now you have like these digital creators or these tech teeny, guys. yeah these yeah. teeny bopper hype people who walk in with like the raggedy shirt who literally look like they are dressed in a way that would not allow them to have a normal job and they're meeting with guys in suits and the guys in suits work for them isn't that crazy it all started when we started like ripping our jeans like yeah. you remember when your grandparents were like why are your jeans ripped and you're like you don't get it these jeans were like a hundred dollars yeah and then like kanye west with his fashion line like everything just kind of took a little bit of a turn but you're right like if you walk into a fancy restaurant and you see some guy dressed like a slob he's probably like the richest one there it's yeah. so funky yeah it's so strange yeah and so that, if like, you see me with like my period underwear on it's yeah. just because i'm rich <laughs> like, super rich billionaire status super Super, super duper rich. (laughs) And speaking of rich people, now that we've talked about some adults, let's talk about Nepo babies. Mm. I know that you had a whole like month long rant about Nepo babies and you I saw you covering them in a really like cool way. Can you define what a Nepo baby even is? Yeah, so I guess, like, by definition, an Epo baby is the child of anyone who's really successful in their field. But we really only talk about it in terms of, like, you're the celebrity or you're the child of a celebrity or, like, a famous film director. We usually talk about it in the Hollywood sense. And it's kind of funny because the more that people started talking about it, because let's be honest, like, nepotism, like, it just sounds so, like, chic, you know? All these celebrities are firing back and they're like, well, there's nepotism in law. Like there's nepotism in the hospital. So Mm -hmm. I guess like now everybody's like wagging the nepotism finger at someone. But yeah, if you are in a career and your parent was successful in that career, you're technically like a nepo baby. Interesting. And what are your take? What is like, what's your hot take on nepo babies, generally speaking? I think it's the same thing that people get offended by being called a nepo baby. And it's always so weird. It's like when people get offended by being called privileged. It's like, you are something. Like, this is lucky. A lot of people wish that we could have been in your spot. But it's not like offensive to call someone that. Just be like, yeah, isn't it nice that my mom is Gwyneth Paltrow? Like, it's nice. You know what I mean? It's when these people turn it into the opposite, like Kendall Jenner being like, I actually, like, had to work so hard, harder than anyone. And it's like, you flew to every casting on a private jet. Let's just, like, tone it down a little bit, you know? Like, anyway, so it's – I think it's just made a lot of people – upset because especially with the current economic times we're in it just feels like everything's been so unfair like post-covid it just feels like we've been in a sense of like unfairness for the last five years and now with the layer of nepotism it's like and that person got the job because their mom is xyz so it's just like this other i don't know layer that we kind of have to wade through 
Can we talk about that, like, unfairness a little bit in terms of, like, celebrity status? Do we know what really makes someone worth following or worth talking about? Because I'm sure you've seen the article. They recently did, like, a New York's 100 Socialites or whatever. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, the where they covered all the Nepo babies. The Nepo babies, but no, but also, like, they're just, like, the recent Socialites. And I was, like, scrolling through them. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> they're all just rich girls. Yeah. Like, what, what, why are we fascinated about the, like, I find with these people? I find it so interesting, even with celebrities in general, right? Because how much money someone makes or how, like, privileged or well they're doing doesn't really correlate to how people like them. Like, for example, Rihanna is a billionaire, mm-hmm. but people never say, like, there's no ethical billionaires when you're talking about Rihanna because, like, everyone loves her. So it's also funny, like, even when you watch Gossip Girl, Blair is such a, um, I don't know if I can swear on here, but like yes. she's a mean girl. She's a bitch, yeah. right? But everybody loves her because she like digs her heels in and she's like, I am a bitch. And people seem to like Gwyneth Paltrow because she's like, I am out of touch and rich. Yeah. But I think when you have the celebrities who are rich as hell and then trying to like be relatable, I think that's what makes people really mad. Yeah. So it's when you have nepotism babies acting like they work harder than you. Mm. It's when you have Sydney Sweeney saying, oh, like I'm struggling with my bills. And it's like, okay, either be rich and out of touch so we can get enjoyment and entertainment out of you or just be quiet like don't try to have it both ways it's like when models post these photos of themselves eating pizza and it's like I know you didn't eat that pizza like you took one bite and then spat it out yeah so like don't try to encompass my world and your world when our worlds are so different like pick a lane and stay in it interesting I wonder if the Rihanna thing is because she grew up dirt poor in Barbados and it's we love Society loves a rags-to-riches story because we think that if she did it, any of us can do it. Yeah. Although didn't, like, wouldn't you say, like, didn't Jeff Bezos work in a garage or something? Or I don't know. Did he have rich parents? Yeah. His parents gave him, like, a couple hundred thousand to launch Amazon. Of course. Yeah. Of like course. When casual... you look into anyone, like, you know, Elon Musk is like, oh, look at me. It's like, no, I look at your father who's, Who gave like, you crazy. an emerald line. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. In terms of Nepo Babies, who do you think are actually good at what they do and deserve the success they have versus people who are just there because of who their parents are? Like, do you have a couple that you're like, wow, these Nepo Babies don't deserve the hate that they get? I think it depends. So, like, let's just say, like, Nepo Babies in the modeling industry. Yeah. You have Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. She's 5'3". Like, that's insane. Oh my. Like, show me any other model who would get a modeling contract being 5'3". Yeah. I'm 5'3", okay? Yeah. Like, you shop at the petite section of Banana Republic. Like, that's yeah. what you do. You don't model. <laughs> and... On the other hand, you have people like Gigi and Bella Hadid, and Bella Hadid is, like, notorious for working her ass off in the modeling industry. Mm -hmm. She does so many shows. She works so hard. She walks so many runways. She knows how to walk, too. She's not Mm -hmm. one of these, like, Kendall Jenner who had, like, kind of a little bit of a weird walk. walk, Yeah, yeah, for years. So some people really do take the opportunity and make the most of it and get a good reputation for themselves. But then you have other people who, I don't know, like, get that opportunity, and it's just so undeserved. And you can tell that they don't even want to be there I think and I love Selena Gomez but anytime like you watch her perform and then she's like oh like I wish I wasn't performing it's like you don't have to be wait when did she say that in her documentary she was basically like I don't think I want to be like a famous known person I don't think I like Mm. this and for sure there's definitely struggles that come with being famous but I just think all the time like you don't have to sing if you know you could just do makeup you could just do only murders in the building so I think that's frustrating for a lot of people because we just see all of these opportunities and people complaining about them which makes sense because there are like bad sides of being a celebrity but you have to know your audience and people get funny about money Mm -hmm. especially when it's celebrities talking about it 
100%. You actually mentioned her a little earlier. Someone who wasn't a Nepo baby was Sydney Sweeney. And like you said, she mentioned in a pretty contentious interview that she wanted to be a young mom, but didn't feel like she could afford to take off work. She said, if I wanted to take a six month break, I don't have income to cover that. I don't have someone supporting me. I don't have anyone I can turn to, to pay my bills or to call for help. And I wanna hear what you think about that comment because I remember when, and this is like truly hilarious because anytime I see Buzzfeed post about something like this, I'm like, the comments are gonna be absolutely deranged. When this article came out and Buzzfeed covered it, I went to the comments and people were like, um, yeah, same, like yeah. for all of us. What were your thoughts on when she made that comment? And do you think that, like, I'm just surprised she got so much hate because she isn't a Nepo baby. She did, you know, she came from a pretty troubled childhood, like grew up pretty low income. Like she has worked her way up through the industry with Euphoria, Euphoria being her big break. Like, you know what? That doesn't even matter to people. Like you see somebody's face on the big screen and you immediately think that they're massively successful, even if they're not. Like yeah. it's just this weird, it's it's hard to work your way around it. And I remember we talking about how much money Sydney Sweeney made and like she couldn't afford a bodyguard or something because the first season of Euphoria, she wasn't making that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you go on Reddit and you type in Sydney Sweeney's names and there's like so many like gifts of her boobs in slow motion. Like talk about someone who needs a bodyguard. Like yeah. Sydney Sweeney definitely needs yeah. one. And I think it's this weird level of like you make her famous enough that she needs certain things, but you don't pay her enough to be able to afford that. But that being said, it also is a little bit of a keeping up with the Joneses because she bought a $3 million house. And it's like right. you could have just bought one for like $1.5 and then like been fine. You could yeah. like have a kid. So sometimes that's like a little bit of an eye roll because I'm just like, do you like do you really need something that yeah. big? Or at least if you're going to complain about something wouldn't you have just made better choices like over the last year mm -hmm. and been a little bit more frugal in that sense but I will say I do think she got a little bit misquoted like in that interview they were basically like would you want to be a mom she's like yeah they're like well why not now she's like well I'm just so busy like if yeah. I couldn't take six months off yeah, yeah. and then everybody loves to spend something but also to that point when you do work for yourself it is hard I'm curious how you feel because for me if I'm sick, like there is no PTO. Or yeah. if I want to take vacation off, I have to work twice the load beforehand. Yes. So there are certain perks you don't get when you're self-employed. Yeah, let's let's take a quick sidebar here to talk about being self-employed. Shannon and I met at this dinner. It was just a bunch of us like creator girlies and you know to your point, I think like a, lo a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to be your own boss. And when you quit your full-time job, like you and I have, like you, you're done, right? Yeah, in October. Yeah. Full-time. When you quit, like you lose your insurance. Yeah, I'm on catastrophic uh, health insurance. Oh my god. Which just basically means like if I get hit by a bus, there's like three hospitals I could go to in New York. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god, Shannon. I know, but like that's just it's crazy, right? Like insurance yeah. is like at least five hundred bucks a month here. So if you're like relatively healthy, you decide not to get it. But there's all of these things that like really add up. I mean, being self-employed is great, but there. What can I say? There's also a lot of perks to a nine to five. Yeah, there really are. And I thought about what you said with like maternity leave and PTO and like I'm going on vacation in a month and I literally am going to have to bank all of the content that I want to release throughout those days. I'm going to have to tee up YouTube videos. I'm going to have podcasts banked, you know, all of this stuff done ahead of time because there's no one to cover for me. Yeah, there's no coworker who can yeah. like pick up your slack. Because let's be honest, like in a nine to five, when I left for vacation, I was just like, Jenny will help me with it, you yeah, know, or like, it just Bye. doesn't get done and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But when it's your business and your bottom line and the money you bring in is what you 
spend on your life, it's a little bit more challenging, especially when being a full-time creator or full-time, you know, entrepreneur, like there is less consistency month through month. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Like some months I'm like, wow, I am so rich. And other months I'm like, did I make any money this month? No, it's ridiculous. The up and down. Like one month I'm like, we ball. Like Cosmos for everyone. The next month I'm like, we're all staying at home and we're like, we're going to use like the old bag of quinoa I have. And like that will last us through the month. But (laughs) it is wild. But, um, you know, good things come from it too. I think it's, it's definitely a learning experience. But I will say working this job made me appreciate nine to fives more because in the past mm-hmm. I was like, this sucks. I can't wait to get out of it. And now I'm like, maybe one day I'll go back because like I kind of itch for it sometimes. Yeah. It was definitely nice to be able to log off at 6 p.m. Yeah. Right. Because now I don't do that. Yeah. And I don't think you do either. No. You're just constantly <laughs> thinking about like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And one thing I will say that we are lucky to be able to do is to advocate for ourselves in terms of pricing. You know, obviously, you know, uh, I hired a manager agent. I don't know what your team looks like, but you have a network for your podcast. Like there are people who are helping you with stuff like that, but we can advocate for ourselves. One thing that I think a lot of people struggle with in Hollywood is the gender pay gap. Yeah. You see movies where the leading man and leading woman have equal screen time, equal lines to remember, equal battle scenes. Why is the woman getting paid half as much? Isn't that crazy? It's And it's still around and it's still, I will say sometimes there's a little bit of like obscene, not obscene in the sense that it's so unfair, but just obscene in how much money it is. Do you remember that Netflix movie, Don't Look Up? Mm-hmm. And it was like all about like climate change and it was like way too long. I like don't even know if I finished <laughs> it. But Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence were the leads and there was like a huge article about how I think Jennifer Lawrence was paid $12 million for it and he was paid like 18 million but I have to say in that instance I was like you literally have no sympathy for me like you got paid 12 12 million million. to like work on a movie set for like a couple of months like have a green room and probably like your makeup done every day before you went on like that's insane so I think when it comes to those issues that's really frustrating but I remember um I think Lupita Nyong'o spoke out about like at the beginning and I think that also comes down to to like the race gap as well yeah and like not being able to get certain roles and not being paid as much as uh her counterparts and there was something that was going on about how Jessica Chastain helped someone make more money recently. I, I didn't read the entire article, but that just goes to show, and you talk about this all the time. We talked about it at that creator dinner. Talk openly with your coworkers about like how much you get paid, even if it's like embarrassing or vulnerable. I've had some conversations where I'm like, damn, everyone knows I get paid the least in the marketing <laughs> department. But it helps you, and otherwise you don't know. And I'm so you thankful you are so transparent about everything. And that's like just such an example. Yeah, I think... To that point, like the more they talk to each other, the easier it is to negotiate good contracts, the easier it is to know what other people are making, the easier it is to know how to demand your worth. Yeah, because let me tell you, people will try to screw you. Yeah. Dude, do you follow um, FYPM, Fuck You Pay Me, on Instagram? (laughs) No, but I love that. They are, I think they're so cool. Like, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. Like, this is truly just me shouting them out because I think they do such a great job. They are a brand that basically aggregates how much people have been getting paid to do work for certain brands. Mm. And you share like, oh, what did they specifically buy? What, like, what platform? Or how many followers? Or how many listens? Or, you know, how many reads do you get on your blog or whatever? And then they'll be like, give the brand a review. It's like Yelp for brand partner. So it's like, ah, you know, this brand was very easy to work with, little feedback, super nice. Or this brand had 18 rounds of review, made me reshoot, terrible to work with, would zero out of 10, do not recommend. Oh, that's and so great. And it's so interesting 
because people are so honest because they know that if they put out something, it's going to help somebody else and they're getting that same feedback loop from other creators. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's nice when people don't have a scarcity mindset around that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, especially with like the new digital age podcast coming out, creator content, even people who make what's a UGC, user generated content. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a whole new industry that's taking off and there's no like glassdoor.com for no. like, you know, a TikTok <laughs> creator. So yeah. Yeah. So pivoting to celebrities who are excellent with money, someone who has really, really impressed me recently, let's talk about the most handsome man, (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. I'm, oh my gosh, I'm like blushing. Is he your number one? You know who loves him? Straight men go nuts for Ryan Reynolds. They do. You know what? My fiance loves Ryan Reynolds. Classic. Um, And I feel like this man, similar to a Snoop Dogg, is just doing side quests at this point. (laughs) He owned a massive stake in Mint Mobile, which just got sold. Um, he built up the Wrexham Football Club. He bought it for like two and a half million with, oh God, what's the other guy's name? Less Handsome. Less Handsome. Oh than my him. gosh, this is so Everyone. bad. <laughs> yeah, everyone. But oh, no, he's from Always Sunny. Oh, uh, did he play Dennis? Did he play um, um, Mac? Did he play the. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Okay. Oh, my God. It's not Danny DeVito, is it? No, it's not Danny DeVito. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know his partner's name. But they bought the Wrexham Football Club for $2.5 million. And now Wrexham, um, they sold the documentary or, like, the series to Disney. Oh. So not only did they get money for showing them building it up, the team has actually gotten a lot better because they've invested so much money in, like, the stadium and the concessions and the training and the everything. So that's obviously blown up for him. Which, don't you have to kind of say, like, hats off to people? Because if I had money, I'd be like, I'm just going to put it in the stock market. Like, concessions in the stadium. Like, that is a lot of work. And he is part of the owners of Aviation American Gin. Yeah. And so, like, this man literally has his hand in every single honeypot. Including Blake Lively's. Hello. Oh, my God. (laughs) Genuinely. Um, What are your thoughts on all of these new celebrity-backed, celebrity-owned brands? I like it. If it's something that's different that like they're lending their face to, what I think is great is when there's a brand and it's a small business and a celebrity loves it and they go, let me be the face, like let me help of this. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like Lively, Child Rescue Coalition, they're a great nonprofit and she like is a face for them, mm-hmm. a voice for them. I think that's great when they pair up. What makes me angry is when every single celebrity in the world is like, you know what, we need another eyeshadow palette. And yeah. it's like, I can promise you we don't. There's enough out there. And also it's just, you are kind of after a certain amount of time taking the pot away from other people and I find that frustrating because it's so many celebrities where it's like I know this isn't your passion I know you don't care about this you're just doing this to make a buck and there's so many small business owners out there who like have cared about this their entire life like they put everything into it and I just think of other people getting screwed and I hate to have that mindset because like there's enough space in the world for everyone but like not these celebrities sorry like go fuck yourself like yeah go do something some of the brands are good right like Fenty's good with Rihanna Rare Beauty is good with Selena Gomez but like Kylie Jenner's skin, you know she's not using her own skin no. products. So also, yeah. I bought a lip kit back in the heyday of those lip kits. Uh huh. It pilled. It was like horrible. It was like horrible product, and it was like almost identical to a cheap ten dollar tube from ColourPop. Which, by the way, I bought that too. Was didn't it, pill. It was better. Yeah, it was probably better. It was literally I better. God, like dr- I cover girl lash blast is like the best mascara I've ever had. And the Kardashians really pissed me off because not only are they selling you all of these products, they're literally lying, making you more insecure, and then selling you something. Mm. So like if a celebrity has plastic surgery, like I don't care if you got your lips done, but if you're gonna lie about it and then sell me a lip kit, mm-hmm. but 
really you got surgery or if you're Chloe and then you're going to get surgery on your body but then sell me a revenge body workout or if you're Kim mm. and you're going to get surgery on your body and then sell me shapewear. It's like you either have to be honest about the work or not try to actually profit off of other people's insecurities that you're fixing through surgery that you hide. Yeah. In particular, you know, I would I would also say that like back to your point of like taking money away from people who deserve it, like the good, the bad, the ugly, like you've got people who are really, really dedicated to building out an alcohol brand. Then you've got like 818 Tequila oh, by Kendall Jenner. Tequila's her passion, didn't you know? Riding horses and tequila. It's yeah. just so stupid. <laughs> and then even worse than that, J-Lo recently launched a alcohol brand. Yeah. And J-Lo has been sober for the past like decade. Does that make you want to scream? I think, um, I, I'm not going to say who, but like there were some influencers and I love their podcast, but one of them's like, oh, like I've been sober, I've been sober. And then they're like, actually like, and buy like our new alcohol we just came up with. And it's like, no. you have to be kidding. Like, come on. Like, how dumb do you think we are? So it's just, it, what an eye roll when people do that. J-Lo also famously said that she uses olive oil for her skin and that's why it's so good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't think that if I go to the grocery store and pick up a <laughs> bottle of olive oil and put it on my skin that that will be the effect. Oh my God. I'll have an effect, but not in a good way. Right. I'll have a terrifying effect. People will, like avoid me on the subway. But it's just like, it's so bizarre when celebrities do things like that. And I have to say like an alcohol company while being sober. Is that not Hollywood in a nutshell? Yeah. It's like, let me endorse and encourage literally putting toxins into your body, mm -hmm. even though I've made the decision to not do that because it's healthier. And also, I'm trying to money grab. You know what she should do, too? She should just, like, steer into the skid and then make a J-Lo, like, hangover remedy thing. No. And I'll be like, let me just squeeze you for all your worth. And I'll just, like, I'll take you from the cradle to the grave, basically, sponsored by J-Lo. That is atrocious. And, you know, we are getting close to wrapping this episode. And I know you hate them, Shannon. But is it Dax Shepard? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say, I know you don't like them, but we can't leave without talking about the Kardashians. Oh, God, yes. I know. Um, they are one of the wealthiest families in the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And do you think it's Chris's abilities, publicity, like the teams they surround themselves with? Because there have been so many articles that are like, their articles wealth is inflated. And retractions, right? Like so much drama. Yeah. And I'm excited because you're going to come on Fluent yes. Report. We'll do like a very deep dive on them. I will say like my hats off to Kris Jenner. And I do think, too, if Kris Jenner was a man, you know that she would be getting 10 times more of the accolades than she does. Yes. Everybody's like, Scooter Braun is like so good at managing talent. Ariana Grande's been like singing loudly since she was three years old. Kris yeah. Jenner has managed to turn some of the like most spoiled people in the world into millionaires and billionaires. Like that's some talent. Yeah. That she is so good. The Kardashians are so good at setting tiny fires that are small enough to get you interested, but not big enough to completely demolish your brand and then making money off of every single one of those scandals. It's like this sick, twisted Wait, thing. tell me about these little, I love this like little fires theory. Like take the lip kits, for example, yeah, yeah. right? So like Kylie was obviously getting her lips done, not talking about it. That turned into a scandal. She went, wait, we can make money off of this. Let's make lip kits because okay. like everybody's already talking about it. So let's yeah. sell that. Even certain things too, like they're notorious for anytime something happens. They have so many members of the family. And once you notice this happening, it's impossible not to notice it. But if Kim gets in trouble, let's say she, for example, wears the Marilyn Monroe dress and like rips, rips it at it. the Met Gala, she'll, I swear to God, Chris Jenner's like a puppet master and she'll be like, okay, Chloe, you're on deck. Okay, Kylie, you do something. <laughs> so if you notice like, 
after like if that scandal happens, then Chloe might like Photoshop her baby's face with another of the Kardashians' babies, which like did happen. And then that's a scandal. So then that way eyes are off of Kim and they're on to Chloe. So they're mm. always being talked about. But it's never one person being talked about for too long because then Kim Kardashian would be overexposed. So yeah. they like spread it against all the family members so well. And now they have all these kids. So like, damn it, they'll be around forever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that's actually something genius that, like, the rest of us can also take away, you know, whether you're a digital creator or just, like, someone working a regular job, having a regular life. It's, like, anything bad that happens is only relevant until the next bad thing happens. So true. So, like, if you accidentally, like, fart in front of your boss, like, that's only going to be talked about and joked about until someone shows up with like a really horrible spray tan. Yes, I remember like my first job at a startup, I blacked out in front of my boss. No. It was like a startup, we were like all drinking. I wanted to die, I was like, I have to leave this job, it's like so embarrassing. The next weekend it was like somebody else. I'm like, oh, David, look at David. Like immediately (laughs) it like changes. Like anything that you think is awful, like just wait, just like wait a week, it'll go away. Yeah, I think that it's nice that time heals a lot of yeah. A lot of things. I mean, you must admire Chris Jenner. I feel like oh, everybody has to. I mean, the devil works hard, but Chris works harder. <laughs> I like what I think I admire so much about her in particular is that, to your point, like I think for a while the Kardashian Jenner family was kind of looked down upon because they like they tried to sell the sob story of like we grew up poorer than the other kids in our neighborhood. It was like, yeah, like you had poorest in the gated community. Poorest in the gated community and that like you were still incredibly wealthy, incredibly affluent, incredibly privileged, maybe in comparison to your friends whose parents were literally celebrities versus your dad who was a lawyer. And, you know, they tried to like be like sob story, like we grew up in Calabasas and we were but like um that didn't it doesn't it's like an oxymoron that's like jumbo shrimp or deafening silence yes. it's like we grew up in Calabasas but we were poor you know yeah and then I think people didn't like them but somehow over the years instead of being like back to our reality tv versus really true Hollywood entertainment stars like they have gone from the wannabes like Paris Hilton's closet cleaner to celebrities in their own right. Last one at the Met Gala. Right. Talk about an important spot. Yeah. Yeah. And like back in the day, it was like Kanye bringing Kim to the Met Gala. And now it's like Kanye is not even invited. And Kim's sitting next to Anna Wintour. I've got like a secret working theory that Kanye was the reason the Kardashians. Like I think without him, they never would have entered that level of success. And I think without him, they're kind of starting to fall from grace because I had this great guy, Aphrodite. He's a celebrity psychic on YouTube and he came on my podcast and he has this theory that Nepo babies are always drawn to somebody with actual talent. Like mm-hmm. when you see Lily Rose Depp with like Timothy Chalamet, when mm-hmm. you see like Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians with talented like athletes or mm-hmm. rappers, that's because they don't have like this talent of their <laughs> own to cultivate, but they know what's cool and they know what's attractive and they always are good at like attaching themselves to people like that and I think that's what the Kardashians do and like damn it it worked out so maybe I should start to do the same yeah we all should I mean I guess you are a representation of who you surround yourself with and they've done a very good job of social climbing I want to call it or like even like economic climbing to the point of like mass success all I'm going to say is like Khloe Kardashian dating Elon Musk put it on your bingo card for the next five years no (laughs) really Kris Jenner has been buddying up to him wow maybe She'll sick him with, like, someone. All I know is that, like, 
this family's going to keep climbing up until one day, like, I hate to say it, like, they are going to get into politics. And yeah. Just be like, I'm 100%. Out. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I can see that. It's like Rob Kardashian for president. Like, oh, so oh my God. God. And you know what? Like, Rob would probably win. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so Yikes. <mixed> up. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had such a good time. And I think the takeaway from this episode is that celebrities, even though they have more money, doesn't necessarily mean that they are better with money. And they also have their same oddities. So if you do something weird with your own cash, with your money, with your finances, don't be shy. Just try to do better in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on. I love this. Of course. And Shannon, tell everyone where they can find you. My podcast is called Fluently Forward, everywhere podcasts are found. And you and I will be talking Kardashians and their financial scams and twists and schemes <laughs> over there. So I'm excited for that. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Net Worth and Chill. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Got a financial question you want answered in the future? You can leave me a voicemail or text me at 908-858-3410. Make sure to follow me at Your Rich BFF across social media for even more relatable financial content. Special thanks to my team at Audioboom as well as Range Media and WME. See you next week. Bye!